Hello and welcome to First Geek 411. This is episode 144. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin. With me, with a much better head of hair, is Shanine. Shanine, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. And then with me, as always, also pretty jealous of his head of hair, my best man, Chris Nicolay. How are you doing today? I'm good. I need another haircut, though. Me too. Me three. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait to start growing back out again until after the new year. Nice. This week we'll chat in Fall Guys Season 2. We got new Peter Parker and old Electro. We got some Spotify. We got an alone Enola Holmes chat. And then we got our top three characters or moments that are great illustrations of love. Before we do that, listeners, as always, you can find us on our social media, OneGeek411. And then you can join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between shows. And then you can send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can check out our show notes at onegeek411.com. You can watch live on our Twitch every Monday night at 6.45 Mountain Time. Updated the show notes so I didn't Ron Burgundy my way through this. And then um, you can find the videos over on our YouTube. And then you can also rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. With that, what all have we been up to this week? Shanine, why don't you start us off? Um, I got to chat with Mountain Nerds Podcast Uh, Me and Taylor talked about books, and that's coming out on October 23rd. Nice. Yep. It was fun. I'll talk about books with everybody. Anyone. It's just standard conversation starter for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Screw small talk. What's what's the last book you read? That is pretty much small talk for me. (laughs) I've had a good chunk of that in like airports when I was traveling a lot, just of like wearing a like geeky shirt of some kind and just chatting with random people about stuff. It's pretty good. I pick books people don't want to comment on, so they leave me alone. I mean, Chris, that's kind of just your personality with most things. Is it's like, what's the popular thing? Okay, I'm going to sidestep that so I can be involved, but kind of. But so I have a way to leave once you guys. Right. <laughs> like, because you're like, you're you all are wrong. That, Boom. I'm out. Like, <laughs> you could cosplay normal Sokka or cosplay Sokka as he appears in one episode of the show so that you don't get recognized except by true fans. That's, that's true. That way I don't have to have conversations with fake fans. Yeah. This is literally his thought process. It, it's true. It's true. <laughs> It's like I, that. That way, you you track the, the people are like ah. Instead of, oh, I've seen an episode. <laughs> Screw you. So can't geek out I, with that. I have a I have a book question for you. Okay. So in all fandoms, there are the like super toxic people that are like, but you're not a, a real fan. If what's the book reading equivalent of that? Like, is there, like, you only read blank? Like, is that a thing? You have to read X amount of books a year? Oh, man. Yeah, the book bloggers who are like, oh, I've only read, like, 100 books so far this year. And I'm like, you shut your mouth. 
<laughs> I don't know. I get there's like the super like intellectual ones who basically only read nonfiction. And if you read primarily fiction, you're like mm. not as smart. It's true. <laughs> Just kidding. Or or it's you're not a real book fan if you have a yeah, backlog I don't of know. at least 50 books and you're still buying more. <laughs> mm, that does make you a true fan. Um, I don't know. Some people are really snooty about like young adult novels and stuff like that too. Yeah. I'm just curious. I just say if you're reading, it counts. You know, I think that's where we should be in most fandoms. <laughs> Speaking of fandoms, Chris, what have you been up to? I don't know what that's got to do with fandoms. <laughs> Chris likes anime. This game is remotely anime. Oh, I mean, Chris that's true. also likes gotcha games. I like this having is a gotcha, a gotcha game. game. I don't know why. I, I, I like randomness. So, I mean, that's one thing I like magic because I like opening packs. <laughs> um, but so for the most part, all I've really been doing is playing this new free game called Genshin Impact. I talked about it a little bit last week that when I just started it, I started on my mobile, but now I'm playing on the PlayStation because it's an open world game with elements related to Breath of the Wild. And it. It's just not the type of game you play. Very on your phone. related to Breath of the Wild. Very, very much so. Um, although weather does not impact your climbing ability. Just throwing that out there, which is Do super they nice. Physics? No, they don't. It's all very, very steady. But for a free game, this game is massive and really well put together for something that's free because ultimately, obviously, it's a gotcha game. It wants you to spend money to do more summons and unlock more characters which I'm perfectly okay with. I haven't spent any money on it. Um, just launched and it's on it's on the Microsoft Store, it's on PlayStation and it's on mobile. Um, coming to the Switch eventually. Don't know when. Um, but I, I'm just really thrown like surprised by this game because it's free. <laughs> And the gotcha element of it isn't a primary piece of it. Like, it is an important part because you want to unlock more characters, so you have a diverse party um, to adapt to certain dungeons and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm really actually enjoying this game. Um, more so than I, that I thought it would. You know, you see a random Chinese studio attached to a game, and it's free. And it's a gotcha game. It's just not what you expect. Um, but yeah, so I've been I've been putting pouring some random bits of my time in there after, and I still haven't finished my other games of backlog. But um, if you need a free game and you own a PlayStation or PC, because I'm not sure if it's on Xbox, um, I definitely recommend checking it out. Don't play on mobile. It's just, <laughs> unless you have like a controller for it and it might be fine. Um, Let's see. For me, this past weekend, spent a lot of time drafting Zendikar Rising on Magic Arena. Um, 
a lot more time than I think I've done in, a, in since like War of the Spark. So I think I'm like eight or nine drafts in since Saturday. Um, doing well. Overall, have a positive win rate, which is where you want to be because then you um, get your gems back and then you get to basically play for free. So you just get a bunch of free cards and that's kind of the dream. And so, um, yeah, lots Not of that. Real cards. Yeah, yeah, free digital <laughs> cards, to be fair. Um, but granted, most of the like draft chaff isn't stuff that I would want in real life. I just need it to complete my collection so that when I get more of them, I can get um, vault progress to get better cards. Uh, but I'm up to like 60-something packs of Zendikar Rising to open once I finish drafting. Two boxes. Yeah. And so that's pretty hype. Um, and of course, all digital. But um, yep. Other than that, um, Deanna and I played some King Domino the other night. Ton of fun. And then teaching Deanna how to play magic. So we're working our way onto that. And then continuing our Doctor Who watch. And so we're in season seven. So um, yeah, going well. There's a person I wanted to put on my top three, but because I'm still in this season, I'm not comfortable putting them there because I don't know how it's going to end. I so, left, yeah, I was telling camera, I left people off my top three because they'd be spoilers for series I'm trying to get you guys to watch. And then with that, we also all watched Enola Holmes Saturday night. And so we'll be chatting about that a bit more later in the podcast. So, I guess with that, let's jump into our news, starting with video games. We got the official launch date for Fall Guys Season 2, and that's October 8th, so Thursday of this week. And then over on IGN, we got a reveal of the Night Fever, which is one of, of Night Fever, which is one of the new levels coming in Season 2. And oh man, we might have a new Slime Climb. And so yes. it does look like you're not like eliminated if you fall, but it looks way harder than the other race levels. So we'll see. Hope I'm hoping to stream some season two um, at some point in the near future. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Sheen, are you going to jump back in with me? Yes. <laughs> I'm excited for like, <laughs> I'm excited for the medieval stuff, but I just got so used to the old levels and I'm like, oh no, now everything's new. I'll even play. Oh, really? I said I would if it's true. I know, I believe you. And we played. We played. We, we played. We're we there. just haven't streamed it since. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, we got Chunk the Hut in the chat saying he'll play with us too. So we got our full party. There we go. Um, so we'll, we'll find some time. We'll discuss it in the Discord and get on and play some later. And then I want to save what I would define as the most interesting of these for the end. So Chris, tell us about this monster hunter. So, so we got it. We officially got for the is it a Netflix series? I don't even know. Um, the Monster Hunter movie was announced not too long ago, and we got the first 13 seconds of it. 
and it does not look good. There's guns and hummers. It's 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 rain of fire, but monster hunter. That's that. It's the only way to describe it. Yeah. Shanine, have you seen Rain of Fire? I have not. One, don't. They Chris okay, and Deanna made me it. watch it. Go and watch it. Um, <laughs> so my life was better off when I had not seen it. Um I mean, if you like dragons, watch it, I guess. It's I mean Rain of Fire makes more sense than this. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, Rain of Fire is essentially what would happen if it turns out that dragons did exist and they just been hibernating and they woke up in modern times? That's, that's, yeah. Although, I mean, I will say that the Black Diabolos does look awesome in this and it's reveal, but yeah, I don't like it. I don't, why? It's not Monster Hunter. Right. It being like futuristic -y with the guns is like stop it's like the, what like you're supposed to have giant anime swords and, and weapons that don't these. physically make sense why do you have machine guns and the people that hunt people that hunt these things know they exist it's not a surprise that they come up like you're follow like literally in the monster hunter series you follow them so you can hunt them for parts i guess i don't know <laughs> i mean and keep them from destroying everything. Um, but I don't know. I really hope they do have a tie-in to like the classic gameplay and things like that somehow. Like there's this unknown tribe that makes a reveal and is the, able to stop them while we're, our modern weapons do nothing. I'd be okay with that, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But it does not look like that's the direction they're going. Yeah. We also got the trailer for the new, or I guess a follow-up trailer for Ghost of Tsushima Legends co-op, and it's dropping next week. So if you want to hunt and fight giant monsters, I don't know if you actually hunt them. You fight giant monsters. You don't hunt. You don't fight giant monsters in Ghost of Tsushima. I'm pretty sure you do in this. In the in the new storylines. In the co-op or in, in Legends, you, you do. do. I guess I'd be interested in that. Um, in the main game, you don't. But I'm excited to see like the, because like you have you're you're playing on pre-made characters essentially, which is super cool. So depending on which character you pick and utilize determines your move set. I'm real and the armor sets in this look phenomenal for those characters. I'm really excited for this, um, and probably will enjoy it more than the current game currently because I'm a little burnt out of just hunting Mongols. <laughs> You know, maybe I made that up. I thought I saw giant monsters in a trailer, and now I'm skimming through the one chunk posted in the Discord, and I'm not seeing giant monsters. So, okay, maybe I'm making things up. Probably making things up, combining things. Um, but yeah, October sixteenth releases Le Legends Co-op system. It'll be great. Screenshots look great. I want the armor. I, I want the armor just in game. <laughs> And then we got confirmation in Japan that they're finally changing the cross button to be the confirm button. Yes. Hold the phone. 
for the first time ever, the the cross button is the confirm button on all global PlayStation 5s. Yep. So in other news. <laughs> well, I mean, like just last year, I know we made right. it. It was in our one of our news segments where we mentioned, hey, you actually have the ability to do this in Japan now and turn it on. Now right. it's just the common feature. Um, because- it's one of those things that like, it's so funny. And this was the, the moving on joke. Like, it's so funny to me that this is news. Like, I, like, I mean, granted, I, I'm in the camp that you should just let everyone button map. Like, like, just let people adjust that to be whatever they want. Like, this shouldn't be a thing. But it just, I think it's so crazy that this is a thing. Right. Well, I mean, like, the, the Japanese button map makes sense. Circle to confirm, X to cancel. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It's just positioning mostly. Um, and then I don't know, like, I don't know how that translated over into the US button or the standard Western um, button mapping for X for confirm. I don't know when that took place. I don't know how that ended up happening. Why it was different. I'm sure there's a story there, <laughs> but just random piece of news. And then, I think, Shanine, you put this in the notes and beat me to it. So I'm back <laughs> to talk about this. We also got a new face for video game Peter Parker. How do you feel? I don't know. I don't know if I would have noticed it if I hadn't seen it, like, side by side. He also looks younger. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this, like, for me, I think as, as the person who doesn't always pay that close of attention, apparently to what video game characters looked like, I honestly would have just been like, oh, cool. They up Peter. Like, <laughs> I think that would have been my process. Yeah. I mean, like, just looking at them, like, side by side is the only way I would know. I'd just be like, oh, they're using a different lighting system or texture mapping is different so the internet to say kindly kind of freaked out a um, bit yeah um who would guess the internet would freak out over something um well i want to know what made him like decide to even change their assets like this so they've said that what it was is it had to do with like remapping the face stuff for the character and the new models like face capture matched up closer with the voice actor's delivery of lines. And so that like helped them do their up res. So, so one of the theories is that in Spider-Man Miles Morales, there was going to be a higher def Peter Parker that didn't match or wasn't working with the old assets. And so the people, the guess is that because that, if that is the case, they needed to redo it. And if they were going to redo it for that, they might as well redo the other one for the PlayStation five version. Okay. So that's what people are thinking. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's worth freaking is. out about like they both look good. <laughs> Speaking of which, Chunk the Hut in chat says, I'm shocked that the internet is freaking out about this. It's so unlike the internet. Exactly. Yeah. 
got to have something to freak out about, right? Yeah. Um, Shanine, did you play Spider-Man? Um, I watched my husband play Spider-Man. Okay. It's a very fun one. Highly recommend. I am largely in video games for this story over the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with just watching mostly. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You're my kind of player. <laughs> Have you played Final Fantasy yet? <laughs> no. I was going to make a multiplayer joke, Chris, about how you're mostly there for the story and you like to just sit there and watch. I mean, it, it, I hate sitting and watching play people play video games, though. <laughs> <laughs> but if it doesn't capture me with a story, I'm like, why am I putting 20, 30 hours into this? Yeah. Doesn't make sense I'm super in- invested in the Fall Guys lore, so that's why I keep going. <laughs> just like crowns. I just like winning. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> With that, um, let's transition to our movies, TV, and entertainment. We got more Spider-Man news, and again, I am hyped. Shanine, what do we got? Um, they announced that Jamie Foxx will be returning as Electro. And I know this is exactly what all of us who are fans of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 were asking for. (laughs) But in seriousness, I like Electro. Like, I think he's a cool villain. Also, apparently Jamie Foxx has like tweeted or posted somewhere that he won't be blue this time. So like... (laughs) That's a thing. I really hope we get the really awful comic book costume. That is just like so on the nose. That's like, that's the best. Oh, that's what I want. I want to believe. Um, so with this, we got rumors of like live action Spider-Verse. Because if we have the Daily Bugle guy who was in John Jonah Jameson. If we have him confirmed and now we have Electro played by the same person, does that mean we got Spider-Verse? And Mysterio was not wrong. I mean, it was into the Spider-Verse kind of already a reference to that we already have pretty much Spider-Verse, especially with potentially a Tom Holland in the next one coming. See, next now we get into like the weird Spider-Verse thing of like into the Spider-Verse is just like, oh, there's other Spider-Man, like the one that we can't talk about because Marvel would get mad at us if we directly showed Tom Holland. But wink wink, this is Tom Holland. <laughs> Definitely Tom Holland. Please show up to the Venom movie hoping to see Spider-Man. Just kidding, he's not here. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm super interested in this. Like, this is my kind of news. Like, this is like why I'm excited about WandaVision is this could mean literally anything and it most likely just means that they they happened to cast him again as Electro. But like, the fact that it could mean anything, I'm in. 
you have my attention. That's what they, that's how they do it though. They're just like, they're going to read way too much into this. So we're going to do it. And then we're not going to be able to do anything else because, you know, rights. Because <laughs> <laughs> ownership issues. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Are, we, are, are any of us familiar with Electro? Not completely outside of what we saw. Okay. So I hope you're ready because... In the comic books, I don't. I don't typically do the like the rants. Um, there is a scene, a time where the Avengers are disbanded, and then another set of Avengers, theoretically just the new Avengers, because they couldn't think of a better title. They come together because Electro breaks a bunch of prisoners out of prison, like off the floaty thing in the water off New York, whatever that thing's called, the Shield prison thing. So. Who could he break out? Anyone. It could be anyone. Or just no one. And we, they just don't do that storyline. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it could be anyone. The possibilities. So with that, Chris, you got some other news? Yeah. So this last What do you weekend, got for us? I, I, I know we're still all super sad about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, but I mean... Uh, so we did get a new story, though, um, from one of his uh, star co-stars from 21 Bridges, Sienna Miller, um, did release a story uh, that um, ultimately um, Chadwick, uh, so when she was casting and everything, obviously there's a major pay discrepancy in Hollywood when it comes to uh, movie pay um, between men and women. Um, but Chadwick Boseman ultimately donated to get her to the point that she was requesting, donated a portion of his salary to her to make sure that she was paid what she deserved. I just thought that was super cool. And it just shows Chadwick Boseman's just a saint, let's face it. <laughs> Catholic Church, get on it. <laughs> Um, but that, yeah, that's just just a quick little story that, you know, and I'm sure more of this will come out because obviously it wasn't originally announced or didn't want, he didn't want any of the publicity, but um, now I'm kind of honoring his memory. People are coming forward with these amazing stories and I love it. With that, it's time for our favorite named segment. News. Chris, what do you got for us? So, granted, you could already do this on Google, but now you can do it in your streaming app. Um, Spotify is uh, announcing new features for their search where you can search by lyrics, so you can finally figure out what song you have stuck in your head. Yes. This is what I've been asking for. Another way to Google things. <laughs> <laughs> Another piece of tech news, a camera that was announced like a long time ago, um, slated, originally slated for release in early 2019, um, made by Zeiss, has been officially announced and is available for pre-order. How much do you think this camera costs? Just know that Zeiss is a very high-end lens manufacturer. 
Are we doing prices right rules? Yes. Okay, then Shanine, you're going first. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'll go first. <laughs> um, and we should not do prices right rules because that's a coward's way out. Um, I'm going to say $2,000. Okay. Mm, 7000 It is $6,000. Shanine, you got me. Yes. She did. In terms of closer, but if this was Price is Right rules, Cameron still wins. But right, but that's a coward's way. <laughs> um, so this is the Zeiss ZX1. Um, is announced more than two years ago, um, and just hasn't been talked about since until now, when it has been officially launched for pre-order for six thousand dollars. Originally slated for release, as I mentioned, in early 2019. But why would you pay $6,000 for the Zeiss ZX1? They're not known for camera bodies. But Chris, why would I pay $6,000 for the Zeiss ZS1? They're not known for camera bodies. <laughs> or cam- or they're just known for mostly known for their lenses. Also, you if you if you know like any type of optical, like Zeiss makes appearances on so many things. Um there's uh I'll think about it. Never mind. I can't remember the most random thing I've seen Zeiss on. Um, but it has a 37 pixel full frame sensor and a fixed 35 millimeter F2 lens, which if you're a photographer, you know what all that means. Um, although megapixel has nothing to do with it. Um, what's unique about this camera is actually is it operate, its operating system is a variant of Android, um, which makes it super promising in terms of on camera editing features and also one reason why phone cameras do so well is that they don't have dedicated processors and they run essentially an operating system so um that can do more than just process an image so this is where kind of professional camera gear is falling behind um and why the google camera is so well so i mean like you're going to get essentially a your own camera on a larger sensor so better quality photos but with the processing features of say the google pixel camera system um which is fascinating or also you have augmented potential higher potential for augmented reality um still don't know if it's going to be worth six thousand dollars until it's actually released it's an expensive camera that's like multiple red epics in anymore um or maybe not red epics but the red cameras um but usb-c charging onboard storage i'm i'm intrigued at this just because this is the marrying of the two worlds of the professional photography or professional uh, videography world um to the i guess mobile tech world um which has just been blowing kind of everything out of the water this is ultimately what we want to see more from the camera camera manufacturers uh in general so we want to see this these types of things running these types of processing and operating systems um are going to allow those manufacturers kind of reclaim their place in the professional world um yeah so i it's it's a tiny mirrorless camera which is also awesome, um, but we'll see exactly what they do with it. Six thousand. This week, we don't got any tangibles, but instead, 
we got Enola Holmes chat. So we have not prepped for this at all. So I'm going to prep all of us right now. We're going to try to keep it spoiler free. Oh man. There, there might be spoilers. Um, you know, um, but we'll try to keep it spoiler free to the best of our abilities. So, um, and we're not going to go crazy long on this chat. Just kind of want to do a summary since or an overview since we all watched it together. And that was a lot of fun. Before we get into so, that, though, um, during a watch party, we did talk a little bit about it. For It, it is about the Enola Holmes movie. Um, but And we've talked about it in our Discord a little bit, but we should note that Netflix and the writer are being sued um, by the Doyle estate. And... Uh, but we do want to clarify because it's not just be- it's not because Sherlock is too nice. He is super nice in this, though. Yeah, he is. He is too nice, though. But it's due to it's. It is still a cop. It is technically a copyright issue in that um, the Doyle estate feels like their pre- re- the representation of Sherlock is more closely related to currently current copyrighted material still owned by the estate and not the. Oh, what's the term? Um, public domain. Public domain. The the materials in the public domain, um, and so yeah, it, it, it's because he's more emotionally three dimensional than the public domain Sherlock Holmes. That's why they feel that this falls under their under their copyrights for the Doyle Estate owned works. But yeah. Just want to throw it out there. So with that, we can start. We can go in order. We can kind of just talk about um, what was everyone's overall takes, likes, dislikes. If you had to rate it on a scale of Sour Patch Kids to Starbursts, what would you give it? I don't know. I'll go first. (laughs) I would give it Twizzlers. And so... um, and so we haven't done like a random candy rating in a long time. That means literally nothing. So absolutely, um, because you know, all candy. And obviously, this is Shanine's first interaction with the candy rating. With the candy rating, <laughs> yes. like, what are you talking about? Um, I just can think yeah. of a candy that encapsulated my feelings. Hmm. That is the problem with the candy rating. I'll system. give it Tootsie Pop. Is, is it's basically what candy do you want right now? And w- how does this movie rate in comparison to the candy you want right now? Yeah. So, Shanine, how do you feel about the movie? It was good. Not amazing, but not terrible. I think decently enjoyable for what mm-hmm. it was. Um, I enjoyed... Enola, I think Millie Bobby Brown did a really good job. Um, I don't know. The one thing that I didn't like, like there was a lot of breaking of the fourth wall, which was okay for the most part when she was like talking to the audience and like drawing us into the story. But then 
I don't think this is a spoiler, but there was one point where she looks right at the camera and is like, do you have any ideas? And I was like, what is this Blue's Clues? And it just took me like right out of the story. And I was like, I can't, I can't. Yes, I would completely agree. Or like the, the occasionally there's a period it's like, you don't have time to break the fourth wall right now. What are you doing? It's like, it was just so out of place. Like where are the times like where she has broken the fourth wall, you know, she's alone or whatever, but there's other times where it's like right in the middle of an action scene. Yeah. I'll say I really loved all of the fourth wall breaking except for that point. Like that was like, cause I really like the, like she's super smart. Like, she's thinks at this higher level and so what does she do she kind of narrates to an imaginary audience like that just kind of makes sense like she's like i it's it's almost like to me i took it as her like talking through her process and then since it was a movie it was just kind of us as the audience like that was how it was represented but then we got the blues clues moment and i was just like (sighs) lost me mount yeah mount but my general take is it I thought it was way better than it deserved to be. Like, like I really enjoyed it. And like, not that I think it's like the best like movie ever or anything like that, but like I went in with like, this is the, this is a movie based on a book that is a spinoff of a public, well, not quite public domain like <laughs> character. And like, it kind of did the movie thing where like they were pushing really hard that it was Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill. And I was like, a lot of times when movies push really hard that like there's two main or like there's two main characters and they're both famous. It's like, it's not typically a recipe for a good movie, but I thought it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I agree. Yeah. I was a little skeptical when I saw the time, like the <laughs> length of the movie. I was like, this is a full two hours. But I didn't feel it watching yeah, it. I didn't feel it, man. Did not feel that long. Yeah. It um, definitely surprised me. Main thing I didn't like was also like, like there was no explanation for like the love interest. Yeah. It's like, oh, suddenly I like, I want to be with him. Like, what, what is this? Stop it. And I, I just yeah. feel like sometimes that type of thing, like, especially when it comes out of nowhere or has no like real explanation, it really ruins strong female characters when they do things like that to them. Um, especially since like the entire thing about her running away and is, is avoiding like that that entire premise um, or like the, I guess, to avoid this traditional sexism of the time. Um, I was like, okay. They get a good job at making me hate Minecraft, which is great. Poor Minecraft. Like, he just wants to be a boring government official. (laughs) And he just happens to have a super interesting family that he can't keep up with. Like, it's true. Like he just wants to live a normal life. He's like, man, 
Poor guy. Also, you're an awful human being. But like, <laughs> especially in this one, like they just straight up made him like yeah. the epitome of everything you don't want in modern times in a, in a male. <laughs> oh, this guy. Um, it's probably also way too relatable for people that still exist. which is sad, but I, all in all, I really enjoyed the, the general progression of the story. Um, and I, I mean, I hope they do more tales from her book line as a result, but I guess they got to resolve that lawsuit first. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think I looked and there's like eight books or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, it's a pretty long series. Have you read any of these books? Janine? I did not I know, know we they haven't. existed before the movie. Before the movie. Right. Neither did I. Like, where'd this idea come from? Um, but yeah, I, I like the just Sherlock, but younger, essentially. Yeah. And cooler. I'll set it. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, just, I mean... I would like to see this Sherlock as a character in general. Uh, maybe this, I, obviously we, we, we watch this as a result of reading the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Um, yeah, I really, I really just like the doting brother Sherlock. I don't know why. It, it's funny because like er, all the characters are trying to present him like the traditional unemotional detached Sherlock except for Henry Cavill's Sherlock does not make like like it's not even really a conflict for him in his character in this movie it like it's like since when have you cared it's like it's like this this Sherlock has always cared <laughs> there's like no hesitation here <laughs> so with that Shanine final thoughts um I would recommend giving it a watch. It's pretty good. I agree. So let's get into our top three of this week. We're chatting characters or moments that are great illustrations of love. Starting our long running series that will not remotely be in order or not remotely be in sequence. We're just doing them wherever. We're going to go through the fruit of the spirit. Um, but we're starting with love because it's the first one. Um, and so we got a Twitter response from our very own Chunk the Hut. And I had it open and then I clicked something else and then it went away. I wanted to make sure I got the quotes right. So he, um, he picked Shrek and Fiona from Shrek um, and specifically quoted the Fiona, Fiona, I'm supposed to be beautiful and Shrek, but you are beautiful. Attaboy, Shrek. I mean, that's a good one, actually. And not just, like, <laughs> commenting on the beauty part, but, like, in general, that relationship that, like, they find each other in the most unlikeliest of ways, but ultimately are completely compatible and um, accentuate each other's flaws in terms of a romantic relationship, but also don't really care um, about the things that everyone tells them they should care about in their partner. 
I really like that one. But no donkey and dragon. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I have a shout, donkey gets a shout out in one of my lists. Okay. So just, just wait. Um, and so um, donkey is not forgotten. So Janine, why don't you start us off with their top three? Okay. Um, my first one is Aslan, which kind of feels a little bit like cheating, but I mean, he's a straight allegory for Jesus, which is the epitome of love. So I'm I, just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to specifically call out not the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, but the horse and his boy, um, where not until the end of the book does Shasta find out that Aslan has actually been with him all along, um, chasing him to get him started on his adventure, being with him in the tombs when he's scared, um, chasing them to get the horses and Shasta and Erevis together. And he was the one who pushed the boat that Shasta was in to shore when he was a baby and stuck adrift in the ocean. And he was with him in the fog on the mountain. And just, I just love Aslan in this book so much. And just, he's always there. I really need to finish reading through that series. Cameron. Like, like I have like I the, read them the box set of all of them, but. Cameron, I've read through that series so many times. You have um, to. <laughs> so, like, I feel like I've read Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I want to say Silver Chair. And then The Magician's Nephew. So okay, I haven't so read the Horse. the two you haven't read are my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the list. <laughs> the ever-growing list. <laughs> it's like I'm saying, I have the box set, so like I'll I have read them. them when you finish <laughs> watching. Uh, book club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we literally have a once a month book club that we made any perfect first. No. Just so good. Chris, what do you got? Um. So. You know, you know, I had to go there. I, I just had to pick the, at least. So I'm really avoided romantic couples um, for the most part for my list. Um, because that's too easy. But um, I picked Sam and Frodo. Um, mostly because, and, and there's a lot that, they don't, that we don't get in the movies. Um, for instance, the time that Frodo ultimately held the ring um, prior to his journey um and everything but ultimately sam uh was the hero in the books like all in all um and he is we get glimpses of that throughout the movies but um sam's just attentiveness and um willingness to go with frodo on that journey no matter how hard it ends up being for him um and watching and watching Frodo kind of uh, fall a bit um, and stumble and struggle 
Um, and just his willingness to take up that burden of making sure they get there and also making sure Frodo comes back alive um, after everything, um, even after their argument, even after he's sent away, he continues and pushes through. And I, I just think that is just a wonderful picture of of what love is, especially in a just with it within a friends and they did a great job um bringing that to light in the movies i mean so much so that everyone pictured them being a romantic couple um and whatnot but yeah sam and frodo gotta go for that lord of the rings reference and then i'll say from mine um my first one i kind of cheated and at mine is the cast of how i met your mother um because like there's not like I originally had like Marshall and Lily on my list, but like, I just think there's so many moments throughout, like throughout that series that like that core group are like there for each other in such awesome ways. Like even like the, the little things like, um, like the very first episode, like Ted helping Marshall, like get ready to to propose. Like, there's like the the more obvious romantic stuff that happens there's just the like general like um like the moment we talked about this previously when they when they lose the fiero like in one of our other top like there's just moments that like they as a group come together so well um and like it's such an awesome friend group and so yeah the cast of how i met your mother Shanine, what's your number two all right, my number two is Jim and Pam. And <laughs> specifically um, in the later seasons when they are going through a hard time in their marriage, when Jim started a business in Philly without telling Pam and you know. life was very hard <laughs> for a while and watching them fight is just like the most heart-wrenching thing ever but then there's this one moment in the parking lot Jim is getting into a taxi to go to Philly and Pam brings out his umbrella and Jim just hugs her and it takes Pam a minute but she hugs him back and that's just like they still love each other and they're willing to fight for each other because of that love and it just makes me cry every time yeah i am super surprised that they went there with that season like um and i i think it's a really cool it's really good storytelling like it's something that you don't i mean it's the sitcom like it's something that you don't get in sitcoms like it's such a good or in like interesting arc for them to depict for these characters. So, yeah. Yeah, I really hate to watch it every time, <laughs> but like seeing them come back together stronger is like, yes. <laughs> Chris, what's your number two? My number two, I don't know, I have so many. Um, I don't know, just because it's been kind of fresh on my mind because I've been watching the series, um, is Agent Derek Morgan and Penelope Garcia from Criminal Minds. Again, not a romantic couple, but their chemistry on screen is just so entertaining. Um, 
they obviously care for each other um, and challenge each other in relationships when needed um, or even in their professional lives. It's completely an unprofessional relationship, friendship though. And it, just, it cracks me up, especially when it's always them saying something on the phone and it's like, you're on speaker. <laughs> it's very inappropriate <laughs> for everyone else to be hearing. But I love that dynamic. Um, and there's never any hinting outside of if you like would be were an outsider um, that they should be together. It's it's always it's it's just an amazing image of a wonderful platonic relationship. My next one, uh, I will have to caveat this with I do not agree with the memes, but. Joel and Ellie from The Last of Us are my next one. Um, <laughs> again, like, Joel is an awful person, kind of like, you know, like maybe you shouldn't have murdered a bunch of people, and then, you know, things catch up with you, you know. Um, I think we're at the point where we can say things like that. But, like, um, I think that this is a great example, and, like, you very much get Joel, like, reading his daughter onto Ellie. Um, which I guess is kind of problematic in itself. But like, I think that there's that that intention that the developers had for Joel and Ellie where they aged Ellie down because they wanted to make sure that it wasn't, there was no way people would read it as a romantic relationship because they wanted it to be this really cool like father-daughter story in Last of Us 1. Um, and so I think that that like, kind of like what Shanine was saying um, when she brought up Jim and Pam, like, I think it's one of those great stories that like you don't get a lot of. And then like you get these characters that um, like have this experience and protect each other and look out for each other. Again, don't agree with the means that they go through, but different world. So. Okay. My last one is Clara and Danny Pink from Doctor Who. Um, so Does that confirm your Doctor Who one that you didn't want to include? That was not going to be the one. I'm, I'm not at that point yet. That's still ahead of where I am. So, Are you going to be upset if I spoil it? You're fine. Okay. Um, so, okay, spoiler alert. I um, care. Just take your headphones off <laughs> so um clara is dating danny and what? um they've gone through like a bit of a rough patch with clara lying to him about um spending time with the doctor and like putting herself in danger and stuff like that and she's about to come clean to him and then while they're on the phone, he gets hit by a car and dies. And <laughs> it's very traumatizing. And um, Clara is obviously very upset about this and uh, demands that the doctor, like, takes her back in time to save Danny. And basically, the doctor tells her it's impossible. And then says they're gonna figure out a way to get him back anyway and that part i love so much but then it continues and danny 
Basically, the master has been working with the Cybermen to turn all the dead bodies in the world into a huge Cyberman army and is going to like destroy the whole world with the army. And then Danny Pink is turned into a Cyberman as well, but he gains control of all of the Cybermen and will not allow them to hurt Clara and the master Borg Shanine. The master's really confused about why um, Danny won't hurt Clara because Cybermen have all their emotions wiped. And the doctor says, because love is not an emotion. Love is a promise. It's a good one. So for my last one, I did want to pick a kind of a father-child relationship. Um, Although in the actual series, um, there's additional elements there that, you know, we won't get into for the sake of this, because I'm not sure if they're going to continue it in terms of, but I had to get an anime reference in, and I actually, most of my list is anime, and I couldn't, I had a hard time picking. But I left one off because Janine, you need to finish watching your lie in April. Um, <laughs> need to and start actually, so watching Cam- your lie. In oh April. yeah, sorry. Cameron <laughs> needs to finish. Janine needs to watch it. Um, so I did pick one that was just kind of an unexpected find. It's a series that I've really enjoyed. Um, it is Chise and Elias um, from. Oh man, was it called um, Ancient Megas Bride? <laughs> Um, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've talked about it. <laughs> um, and so Elias is kind of like a specter in this. It is like a very fantastical story. Um, and Chise is a orphan that ultimately was completely disowned due to um, certain latent magical abilities. And obviously, I don't know, story progresses, she, but ultimately ends up kind of semi-adopted slash taken to be his bride later. Although they don't really expound on that or what the intentions are because we never fully learn what Elias's intentions are for Chise. But he takes on this really fatherly role in teaching her. Um, later, it's revealed that ultimately she may be doomed to be, um, due to the latent magic abilities, to ultimately pass away at a very young age. Um, and it's a lot of it is you get these little glimpses that he's been working relentlessly to solve that problem. Um, and just even to the extent that he he takes on risks that he normally wouldn't for himself. Um, and it really is just a really good story outside if, if you could kind of ignore the semi- I took this child to be my bride later on, but also like they're completely different species. It's, it's bizarre in that sense. But um, if you look at their relationship as like a father daughter relationship, it is really heartwarming. Um, I definitely recommend this series. Um, It's very interesting. Um, Wonderful references, but they have an amazing kind of relationship, especially as, through him teaching her or whatever, she actually regains, she begins to learn to love herself after being abandoned. It's wonderful. 
so yeah, another one you have to watch. Thais, I spoiled, but I didn't get into a lot of details. It's just a relationship aspect. Um, before we started, one of the jokes that got made was that there's a whole lot of sitcom duos on this list. <laughs> um, and mine, I talked about a whole lot on that list, and that's JD and Turk um, from Scrubs. This was almost Shrek and Donkey. So like, because <laughs> like Donkey is the real MVP. Like, like he is there and is supportive and is a great friend. It's very true. But um, so shout out to Donkey. But um, JD and Turk um, made even better by Donald Faison and Zach Braff's like real life relationship. Um, and so to just kind of echo some of the things I said about it, then I really like the representation of like emotional men that are friends. And like, even like when Turk is presented more as being the jock, like he is still like, a more emotional man, man than like the stereotypical like stone wall kind of thing. Um, and I think that that's great that we see from both of them. Um, and then on top of just having like a friendship between two guys that like isn't the like we shook hands once and that's enough physical contact. And so I really love them. They're amazing. I, I love them too. And actually that's one of the ones that was missing from your sitcom duos we did not talk about scrubs in our sitcom duos did we i'm pretty sure i mentioned jd and zerk but that might have been like i don't think example. it was in our official yeah i think so maybe maybe that's why but i like i don't remember it being on your official top three list because I, I know i left it off mine because i expected it to be <laughs> on your list um but yeah i i i love that show too That wraps up our top three for this week. Next week, it's going to be Chris and I, and our top three is going to be our top three video games from our childhood. My list is already done. Well, actually, I have yeah. to narrow it down now. Yeah, so we're going back in the in the vault, and we're going to hear like, from... define childhood. <laughs> we're going to say under 10 years old. Under 10, okay. So That helps narrow it down a lot. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so come back next week for that. We'll be right here on twitch.tv slash one geek one four one one at 645 Mountain Time. And then you can also catch the videos over on our YouTube later. And I'm all out of order for the outro. And then you can find us on our social media as one geek four one one, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our PlayStation community. If you want to chat with us between shows, you can do that on our Discord server. And you can shoot us an email at one stgeek411 at gmail.com. Then after we do our streams, we do a little bit of a post-show chat. So if you want to come be a part of that, we'd love to chat with you. Then if you are a podcast listener, we'd really appreciate it if you would rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen. And then you can check out our show notes at onegeek411.com where you can find our sister podcast, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. And then if you want to hang out with us individually, you can do that on our personal social media. I'm Himar Wito. I'm the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not so far and that's N-O-T-S-O, the number four, E-I-G-N. I really like the idea, Chris, that we've done this for so long and there's someone out there that just couldn't figure out how to do it. And now I'm just going to get a ton of followers. And like you you finally spelt it after 144 episodes and now they're going to... Yeah, you have. Episodes, I... But... <laughs> like this is the one where it's like 
Oh, <laughs> they don't even think to go to our website where it's listed or. <laughs> oh man. Oh, with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, did we just accidentally just segue into our after show? Close no, us out. <laughs> With that, it's been a great week. Wash your hands. I love you.